Hey, you're listening to an Upbeat Rewind featuring Jalen Nash on August 16th, 2021. Jalen is a renowned professional sports photographer with an inspiring story of focusing on what she loves and achieving her dreams. In this episode, we learn her tricks on how to network and land your dream jobs, and even some photography and social media tips for building your brand. You're listening to an Upbeat Rewind featuring Jalen Nash. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Jalen, thanks for joining me on Upbeat. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited to get to know you more and to share your story with the Upbeat listeners. And that's actually where I like to kick things off is getting to know the guests and having them share their stories. So if you want to take a couple minutes, two or three minutes to break down your story for the listeners, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So my name's Jalen and I am a pro sports photographer, but also I do graphic design, social media, marketing, all that on the side as well. And I've been a pro sports photographer for eight plus years, and but I also do photograph brands, families, engagements, and everything of that nature as well. And it took me a long journey to finally be full-time photo, but um, I was able to finally do that dream leap. Um, almost a year, year and a half ago, I was finally able to do it. And I've always wanted to do this since I was nine, but I've had the double grind of working during the day, either in corporate or actually working full-time in sports. And then on nights and weekends, I was shooting and I was finally able to take that leap and have the double job. And I'm originally from South Dakota. And then I went to college in Mankato and now I live, which is in Minnesota. And then now I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I'm very thankful. And I've been in North Carolina for about five years. Awesome. That's where I've got some good sports teams too. So that's good location for you. Yeah, I'm very thankful. It was random to come down here, but not random at the same time. So (laughs) yeah, well, cool. I mean, I'm excited. That was quite the breakdown. Thanks for that. Um, It was awesome. I mean, I'm sure you're used to sharing it. I know you've probably gotten used to sharing it quite quickly too on TikTok because you're <laughs> you're blowing up on TikTok with the shorter videos. Um, yeah, I'm so thankful. I started TikTok for my business um, and just kind of like everybody else my age, I started it during the pandemic and I was like, I'm just going to use this for my business, you know, hopefully drive some traffic. Did not expect to get that many followers and interactions obviously when the seasons actually I was working during the seasons which I'm so thankful for um in the little pandemic I was harder for me to post and it gets kind of hard when I'm on vacations but I'm still trying to keep up with it it's been really fun and I'm just I'm so thankful for the following that I got it's insane (laughs) yeah TikTok's really unpredictable like that but that's very very cool though I mean you've got a story worth following um And a career worth following too. A lot of people don't get to see the behind the scenes like that. But before I guess we get too much into that, because I'm really excited to get there. I want to know um, what, like, where did your passion for photography initially come from? Like, have you been doing that since you're a little kid or when did that start? Yeah. So I've actually been shooting since I was nine. And then I started working in pro sports when I was 19, which is super young as well but i learned on film and i learned from my dad has a film camera and he didn't really use it that much but i learned on that and when i was younger i just liked to create these scenes and whatever i created in my mind i was able to turn it into a photograph and have a keepsake memory so it's just like the artsy side of bringing everything together but then my mind is pretty fast paced and um, i obviously work in a very fast paced environment 
So being able to combine that with the sports aspect of it and, you know, loving sports, being in sports, being surrounded by sports and combining it with art has been really nice. It's been really such a dream. So. Got it. So that's a, that's cool too. Like I didn't even put that together. Like you're probably also really passionate about sports. So was that something always in your family too? So it's kind of funny. I'm an only child, but I did grow up. My parents um, helped raise some of my family members and they happened to be boys. So I would just go to their games or I'd have to go to um, workouts with them because that's the way it worked. <laughs> they just kind of dropped me off at the uh, gym with them, which I don't think they enjoyed, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but that's, it was just kind of always been around it. And it was just, I've always wanted to be full-time photo since I was nine And, you know, weddings are amazing and so are engagements. And I do photograph all of that as well. But I wanted a way to make money that just maybe wasn't necessarily weddings all the time. Weddings are pretty stressful. Sports are stressful, but it's short bursts of time. So it's something Mm -hmm. that is easily manageable. So I did like the internships and everything like that, which we can talk about later. But yeah, so. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, well, we can go that way. Um, My next question was really going to be, how did you, because you know, college and all that studying, studying what you did. um, There's probably a lot of listeners in college too, right now studying similar things, but how do you bridge that gap from, you know, being in in education and just trying to, to master your craft to then actually being in those good careers? Like how did that go about? Yeah. So with my little journey, which will kind of help, I'm so thankful. I was 19, which is super young. And I actually started in pro and then I photographed college. So I, and I was in college in Mankato and I ended up making a wonderful connection um, just with the, I had a graphic design internship uh, with a very, very large printing company. And the guy also happened to own the Timberwolves and the people I worked with, they were amazing. And I'm forever thankful for them. They introduced me to uh, the, the team photographer for the Timberwolves and the Lynx. And I met him and he sat me down right away and he offered me an internship on the spot. So in college, I had two internships, three full-time jobs, along with being a full-time student and driving an hour and a half to back and forth to games. So I had multiple intern, um, I had that internships and I had the games when I was 19. And like I said, very rare for me to start in pro. And then what kind of happened was while I was at those games, I ended up meeting more photographers along in different sports. I shoot for like the twins and the wild and all those guys. And I'm still very close to them today. And I look up to them all the time. And I'm so happy whenever I'm home because then I, you know, try and hit them up and everything, but very, very thankful for them. And I still look up to them today, but they um, invited me to come and photograph theirs their event and just come learn from them. So along the way, I just kind of kept getting invited, invited, invited to the chance of that. I would pick up clients along the way and pick up like magazines or for some magazines, which then they had me go back and shoot college, which was hilarious um, that I was already shooting pro. And then I went back and shot college, <laughs> but it was just um, making those connections, connections, networking. And then I moved to North Carolina and I ended up not knowing anybody when I moved here. And I made um, obviously with the help, but, um, made connections, networking, everything on that nature. And that's how I got like kind of clients with like the Carolina hurricanes, which I'm so thankful to shoot for them. And just like other clients, like sometimes Duke will use me and, you know, I do shoot for Wake Forest athletics from time to time. And I shoot for NC state athletics and being a freelancer, you know, you're able to go and do all that. But I had worked full time in pro sports as well. So bridging the gap was mainly just like internships, networking, connections, shooting anything and everything you possibly can you know you are gonna have to do some free work and I'm thankful a lot of it was paid but a lot of it is 
you have to do some free work to get that paid work. And then just making those connections and knowing who's around you, connecting on LinkedIn, asking those questions, seeing if you can help. What I tell a lot of younger people, especially kids who are in college, is try and go shoot for your school newspaper or your local newspaper. I am from South Dakota. So there are no pro sports. <laughs> so when I was in high school, shooting for the local newspaper just didn't really make sense. Um, wasn't too ideal um, at the time. And, you know, things were just moving and I'm from South Dakota. So it's kind of small <laughs> area. Um, but at the same time, you know, I always just tell people, you know, you got to start somewhere. So shooting for a little, and my school didn't even offer this. My school didn't have any uh, sports photographer person within their field, anything like that. Nothing against Vancato. I think they actually have it now, which is kind of cool. But just mainly, you know, do those internships, get those connections, start newspaper, magazine, anything local and just work your way. So then you can continue to grow and learn from whoever you're surrounded by and work your way up, which I've been so thankful for, for this journey. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, yeah. And I can really relate with you on the no pro sports thing. I'm from Idaho. And I I mean, they've got (laughs) the, they've got Boise state the Broncos, but, uh, that's it. (laughs) I don't think they have much more, but thanks for that. Um, you had a lot of really great breakdowns, you know, it's easy or or lessons to be learned there. Um, it's easy to kind of discredit things, be like, Oh, it was just luck. Like I ran into someone, you know, but it's, it's so much more than that. It sounds kind of like you were a yes person. You just said yes to every opportunity and you took everything you could, um, you showed up. That's a big one too, is showing up and actually being there. It's kind of like the proximity effect, you know, just being present to take whatever's going to happen. And also in the proximity effect is you were around other photographers who maybe have been there longer that you could ask questions to, and you just centered yourself in the right places at the right times with the right people and there's some real, you know, intelligence behind that. And I think it's something that we could all try to improve on. And even if we can't physically be there, you know, with social media, we can pretty much access anyone these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do reach outs. I will say, you know, since since we talked about TikTok, and I actually just got asked to like teach a class, which was so amazing and cool. But other students reached out to me. And I've always I'm always down for anybody reaching out to me and asking me questions, because I had people there for me, but at the same time, I also didn't have people there for me. So a lot of it was learning on my own. So being able to ask those questions, but also asking the questions of people around me and trying to intake all of that as well. So I'm always open for anybody else asking me questions. Yeah. Well, and let's plug your stuff real quick. If someone (laughs) wants to share or wants to reach out to you, what's like the best way to do that? Yeah. So you can reach out to my Instagram. It's at and then photography underscore by underscore and then my first name Jalen that is a great one I promise you I will reply eventually just got to work it out with the games and everything else and the busy schedule that I'm thankful for um and then you know you can also follow my TikTok if you want it's at and then it's my first and last name so Jalen and then Nash as well but mainly if you have any questions definitely go and ask on that instagram but i would love for people to follow my tiktok as well because it's been really fun making that content (laughs) yeah well you're really good at it too all those videos (laughs) there's a really cool theme i like what you do with the camera lens like going right up to the (laughs) to the other lens do you shoot your tiktoks on your phone or on your on a camera so I shoot my TikToks on my phone um, just to make it easier. But then the pictures that I do at the end and the style that I have to it for showing all those photos. Originally, I had done that through Instagram before TikTok was even a thing. Um, mainly because Instagram, you know, you can only 
show horizontals or you can only show verticals. Like you can't mix it up and show them together. And I always just had way more photos for an event to sh showcase than just the few that I shared. And so mm -hmm. I kind of started doing that on Instagram a long time ago, pre-pandemic. And then TikTok came out and I was like, oh, I can just repurpose every video I've ever made. So, and those are made through Photoshop. Um, and then I add those into TikTok as well. So it does take a while for me to post those videos. So thank yeah. you to anybody who watches them. <laughs> it takes a lot to create them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's some real strategy and again, intelligence behind that because, um, if you're caught up to date with everything going on in the social media world, they're really heading um, a, a video route. Yeah. And so yeah. it's kind of, I think maybe a lot of photographers are nervous. Like <laughs> if I post only pictures, like how am I going to succeed in this video world? So what are like some tips and tricks maybe for photographers to still stay relevant, even with TikToks and reels and short YouTube shorts and, and this whole short video social media world? Yeah. I mean, as a photographer, I mean, I love videographers. Don't get me wrong. They're amazing creatives. Um, but I'm so jealous that everything is moving in that way. Cause I'm like, what happened to us? Um, but yeah. a way to stay relevant is just trying to see, come up with ways of taking those photos and putting them in the videos in ways that you can showcase it. There's definitely YouTube videos on teaching how to do that. Um, I usually tell people sometimes, uh, sometimes I make them, um, as well, but there's different ways of doing that. Another way of staying relevant is showing behind the scenes and taking, being more personable within your videos, which was really hard for me to get used to. I wasn't used to having my face in front of the camera, but the more I did that, the more people actually reached out and was able to talk to me and could relate with me. And I realized like, that's another thing, just being a photographer and being present and being there and taking selfie videos and showing behind the scenes and showing how you're working the camera, showing what you're doing throughout your day. And just with that change, you know, going with mold, if there's a joke, use your camera with it, use your video skills of just like taking a selfie and or taking a video of your camera and what you're doing. So just like little tidbits of that can just showcase what you do to try and maybe drive that traffic. So then they can go and see your photos on your portfolio or anything like that. Love oh, it. which I forgot to plug my own website, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, your website is my first and last name.com. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. I forgot to plug that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's actually a really good website. Everyone go check it out. Cause oh, that's, thank you. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this before I hit record, but just to catch up the listeners, like that's how I really like met Jalen and wanted her on the podcast was she is actually helping book other podcasts that I'm and other people that I'm working with. And her website was just her name at the bottom of, of an email that I saw. And I was like, Oh, I got to check it out. And so I did. And then boom, you're just hitting the face with all these amazing photos and <laughs> uh, stellar resume and stuff. So definitely, definitely go give it a look. And from there you could probably find all her other social media and stuff, but no, that's really good um, tips and tricks for photographers, like how they can, what direction they can go while everything's yeah. video, you know? And, um, I think we've covered some good strategies. So now I just want to get into more like what it's like in the career kind of stuff. Um, one thing coming to mind is like, what, what, uh, inspires you to keep going? Like, how do you, how do you make it? So you're, so it's not mundane. It's not boring. It's not like becoming just going to work, you know, like what do you do to, to keep it fresh and what inspires you to keep going? 
Yeah, honestly, it's weird to say, but it's actually just the people around me and some of the stuff, while you can see all the stuff you're posting on social media and you can look at the amazing photographers from the Olympics. But for me, when I look at that, I'm just like, how do they do that? But how can I do that for myself and my like brand and my own way? Like, how do they do that? And I can make that my own, but different without copying. Um, just like making the art myself and like mixing it up a bit. Like they may have taken it this angle, but I'm like, what if I took it three more angles to the right or to the left and just creating a different idea on that. So looking around and seeing what everybody else is kind of doing, just seeing how I could change it or make it different, but also make it within my niche and my mold um, as well. And the same time as just kind of just like watching. Another thing is you do need to know the game. (laughs) So knowing the game and watching the game, because then that can help you try different angles. So usually for me, um, my mindset is always like, I just try and do something new and different every single time. Otherwise it's going to get boring. Like I'm going to get, I'm going to try and get what the client's needs first. I'm always going to try and get the client's needs, be what I'm there, be what I'm paid to be there for. But then at the same time, I'm also going to try and come up with different artsy ideas and see how I can mix it up. So I don't get bored. Don't get bored in the middle of the game and don't get bored. Like, Oh my gosh, there's another touchdown. Like how can I make this touchdown even cooler, but still do the task at hand. So that's just kind of me. And that's just like how my mindset has always been. Just like every time I try and just come up with like a new idea. Yeah. How can I do it? Yeah, exactly. I love that. And you bring up a good point too. Like knowing the game, knowing where to be, knowing when things are like most likely going to happen or are about to happen, you know, because what that, what that made me think of was, you know, games typically are, are very fast paced, very fast moving. You know, these you take hockey, NBA, soccer, football, any of them, the person with the puck or the ball or whatever is running or sliding, whatever, very, very fast. And it's like getting that captured into a photo that's still is first of all, an insane skill, but also there's some, there's some real, like, I don't know, just like one offness made where it's like, that is totally unique to that situation and you can't ever exactly replicate it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a moment in time. It's a moment in history and you're there to capture it and or showcase it for somebody else further along the down the line. Yeah. I think that's, that's really, really cool. Um, and you mentioned people around you as far as like what that's like, is there just like a team of photographers that you're always with or, or do you work with like NFL teams, like social media departments, like what kind of department or people are you around? So it varies and it varies for everybody. Um, but I, I'm a freelancer, I am a, I'm a freelancer with a bunch of different contracts. And so when I'm shooting for the Canes, I'm probably shooting for many different departments. There may be one department that actually hired hired me, um, but many different departments are going to get those images, including the Canes, including the NHL. Um, and the same thing goes for if I'm shooting for another service, um, like a wire service or a media service, you know, that photo can go to ESPN, it can go to Sports Illustrated, it can go to six different outlets within that like few seconds that I sent that image. So you're shooting for multiple different clients, but you could be shooting for one media service. You could also be shooting, you know, for a college. And the same time, if you're shooting for that college, you know, they're probably going to use that photo within their marketing team, their creative team, their social team, and also now athletes get it. So the athletes, as well as, you know, the, um, anybody else if their sponsors that are paying for that school or anything of that nature, um, as well and scholarships and, 
everything. So it really depends. And it's many different departments. Um, I will say sometimes when I do NASCAR, I'm very thankful I am on a team with that. And there's like a few of us just because NASCAR is so spread out and so large and we have multiple different um, sponsors equals racers. Um, we have many different sponsors, racers that we um, cover for. So not we cannot be at every single place at once. So having multiple of us is just easy that we could split everything up and split the job and um, get the needs for all those clients. So that's very cool. Yeah. And it just made me think and this we'll keep this part short because I'm sure this could be a whole other podcast on its okay. own. But like <laughs> it just made me think what could like what do you do to kind of protect yourself like as far as like with legal things? Because what if you take just some super awesome photo? And then you see it, you know, surfing the internet everywhere with no credit to you. Like, what happens at that point? <laughs> um, I mean, that has happened so many times. <laughs> you just <laughs> yeah. kind of get used to it. But usually when you're contracted with a client, there's an understanding on where that photo is going to go and how it's going to be used. And if it's sent to social, it's probably really, really small megabytes. So that means that somebody can't really blow it up and make it like a huge billboard. Um, but the client probably has a giant image of it where they can distribute how it is. But yeah, you know, once you post a social, anybody can grab it. So what I usually do is um, there's backend coding that I do. So I backend code all the images. So they always drive traffic back to me. So then when I look at my name, I can figure out where everything went and see, cause you know, your name's not always, they're not gonna always give you credit, but if they post that image, it's gonna show up in the web coding. And it's going to have your name on it. And if they delete it, well, then you can you you can talk to them <laughs> and get into stuff like that. But you know, once you put it out there, every you know, bunch of the older photographers will say, you know, once you put it out there, it's free game, which is kind of sad but true. You just gotta you know be wary and wise of that. But usually, I know whatever I'm going to post, it's going to be lower res. And if somebody steals it, well, hopefully they take me. If not, I'm going to go find it. I'll find it eventually. You just, yeah, you just got to be weary. Look at the contracts that you sign, make sure you're okay with it and comfortable with it. And, but a lot of the times, once you do sign with a client, you're going to know where that image is going to go and, or they're going to tell you, um, and they'll be able to point it out and direct it and you'll get credit for it. So. Awesome. All good tips. Yeah. Just something to be mindful Here, of yeah. at the, at the yeah. very, at the very least, just, you know, keep that in your mind somewhere <laughs> they'll get totally screwed over <laughs> that's like yes. the that's a good lesson um, i always had another set of eyes look over any contract i had ever signed or anybody i was working with that's smart yep again like i said it could be a whole other podcast i have so many stories of times where i've had to have other people look at contracts and i'm glad i did i'll say that much. <laughs> so yeah. i'll say that much yeah. um, sounds like you've been there too that's awesome yeah. Eight plus years of pro sports. You definitely learn who you're covering for. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, you know, one thing I'm wondering is, do you have a favorite sport to to shoot? Um, and if so, I guess, do you have a favorite, do you have favorite team in that, in that sport? <laughs> so I always love this question. Cause I was like, you have a favorite sport to shoot, to watch and to play. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, but to shoot, um, hockey, you know, I've been around it the longest. I, you know, was able to shoot for a pro team at a super young age, which has always been a dream. You know, I shot for the Carolina Hurricanes when I was 24, um, which was pretty young. Um, 
very young, actually, at the time. So it was really cool. And then, you know, Bauer Hockey, which is a big hockey brand that I've always wanted to shoot for, you know, being able to sign with them as well was always been a nice bonus. Um, keep in mind, I did go to college in Minnesota. So shooting the wild was always so cool and such a dream. And that was such a amazing intro and being the state of hockey and definitely where all my friends live and hockey's just a huge thing. And then moving to North Carolina was definitely a change, but um, that's okay. That's kind of the funness of it all. So um, obviously I do love the Minnesota wild, but I stay neutral for everything. I mean, I do say, you know, I do shoot for the Canes from time to time, but also I have shot um, other teams have used my stuff like Dallas stars and Washington capitals and just a bunch of other teams throughout the years have used my stuff. So I just stay pretty neutral at the games for everything. Um, if I have favorites, well, nobody really knows. Um, but when the wild play the Carolina hurricanes, that's always a fun day for me. It's always really funny. (laughs) It's a good little thing that I just stay out of it and stay neutral and (laughs) have fun with it. But yeah, I'm definitely actually neutral for everything. So. That's cool. Yeah. I need to get more into hockey. I, I've always been raised to just love the NFL and love football. I'm a Denver Broncos fan. Oh, that's cool. Um, but hockey, my first eye-opening experience with that was I had an internship uh, with McDonald's in Nashville oh, on, cool. on like an ad agency, social media yeah. side of things. And I went to a bunch of uh, Nashville Predators hockey games and stuff. Yeah. Those and are that, fun. Yeah, that was just so much more fun, in my opinion, than watching any other sport. So I feel like it's I need to get paced. more into hockey. Yeah, What's it's fast paced. It's fast paced. It goes with my mind. There's always something different that I can do. And or I think anyway, there's always something different, something new that I could do every single game, try and bring it um, different angles, different styles. You know, obviously, you do have to watch out. It is scary. Um, but yeah, and then just like I said, I've been around it for eight plus years. So gotten to know people pretty well. And that's been really fun too, just seeing everybody through the system and seeing when my friend, like if friends have gotten drafted or anything of that nature. So it's been, been really awesome. I'm very thankful. Awesome. Well, before we, I have this kind of quick segment I do at the end, but before we do that, um, I just wanted to ask too, if you have anyone in this industry, I guess, who you've I guess we would consider a mentor or someone you've looked up to a lot, like to get where you are today. Yeah. So (laughs) um, I kind of stated it earlier that I'm so thankful, but um, all the photographers in Minnesota who had trained me, been there for me, and then a few in North Carolina who have also, you know, when I first showed up, looked out for me, invited me to some things, taught me some things, and still I can reach out to today and ask them questions. And Um, The fact that some of them have reached out and told me how much I've grown has been super amazing. I can't pinpoint one exact person because it's a lot of clusters, but I will say this. um, It's kind of interesting is that it's all men. (laughs) Uh, Normally people are just going to say that, you know, I mean, in my field, I am one of the few women and there's starting to be more and more women, but growing up, I didn't really have a women figure um, within that era or era within that field. Yeah. Yeah. Industry that I, really looked up to. And the women that I had met at the time, they weren't that nice. So it just kind of was like, oh, that sucks. So um, it was all men and it was the nice men that are, I still talk to today and still very close with. So it's basically, you know, all those pro sports guys in Minnesota and then other people who had helped me along the way. And then the same thing for, there's a few guys in North Carolina that have been super sweet and super nice to me, but yeah, no women sadly, but that's okay. I hope to be the women for somebody. So. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, you know, where there, 
I was just going to say where there are no one, where there's no one to look up to or very few to look up to. Um, oftentimes that means that you're the, the pathfinder and you're the, the person yeah. that people are going to look up to. And like, you've got like almost 12,000 followers or something on TikTok, and you're out here on these podcasts and you're putting out your content, you're doing your stuff. And I think with every piece of content, there's always going to be some girl on her phone scrolling that gets inspired by that, you know, and those are things that you can't see measured in your analytics. <laughs> those no. are things that you just can't, but you're, you're inspiring other, you know, maybe females to get into sports and to get into photography in sports or in yeah. maybe in industries that just are not necessarily always girls. Yeah. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. I will say this is, um, one of the most inspiring things that happened to me, ironically, once again, during the pandemic was two girls did homework assignments on me. And one was like an end of year capstone and she sent it to me. And I was like completely shocked. I was crying because I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Somebody did their homework on me. <laughs> like that was so cool. And it was two girls and two different, like one, they both found me via TikTok and one was local and NC state. And the other one was in like Northeast. I was just like, what? <laughs> so yeah, awesome. thank you. I just hope, but that, that you're correct. That none of that showed up in my analytics. I asked them how they found me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It was, it's been such a dream. And I hope to continue. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like a pretty nice, you know, field. Everyone's willing to help. Like you mentioned a lot of those guys, even though they weren't girls, like a lot of those guys really friendshiped you and, and helped you out a lot. And you're going to, you know, pay it forward, do those same kind of things yeah. for the up and coming photographers. Don't get me wrong. It's very cutthroat in this sports. It cannot be nice to you. And it is very tough. It is sports. <laughs> um, but at the same time, there are some of those few people who are extremely nice, and extremely helpful. And yeah, just one of those pay it forward things because they did that to me. So and we're all getting older. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Thanks. I'll uh, do this quick last little segment. It's just a few faster questions. Okay. Um, I call it the okay. upbeat seat. Yeah. Uh, so okay. Jalen, what makes you upbeat? Um, nature outside and sunshine. Awesome. What music do you listen to to stay upbeat and motivated? Country and pop and also the ocean. Oh, nice. That's a, I've never <laughs> heard that you. one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite word or what's your favorite word? Um, no, I don't have a favorite word. Sorry, I'm boring. <laughs> um, favorite TV shows, maybe right now. Favorite TV shows. So I don't have time to watch TV, but I did watch Love is Blind, which is kind of funny. Reality. Normally I don't watch reality, but that's always good. But my favorite show is um, further back, I guess, Ballers. Okay, awesome. And then favorite social media right now. None of them, but because I like to decompress, but if I were to pick one, it would probably be Instagram. Yep. Only because I don't particularly enjoy taking videos of my face on TikTok, but I also want you guys to see the person who's doing all of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. And then I typically close things out with uh, beatboxing, doing a quick beatbox with your name in it. So we'll do that real fast. Let's go. Pfft, <laughs> pfft,
They get the dead dead drop balls for Jalen. Jalen reports for Jalen Nash. Good job. That's so awesome. cool. <laughs> Thank you. And thanks so much for being on Upbeat. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Subscribe at parkerk.co.